Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this week's episode of What the Health Just Happened, where we talk about all things healthcare, the good, the bad, the ups, the downs, the lefts, the rights, and everything in between. We also bring on a variety of community leaders, advocates, nonprofits to talk about all things healthy versus unhealthy life and business. Today, I think it's a combination of the two. So we're going to do some healthcare. We're definitely going to talk about a big event coming up, but I'm going to, I'm going to do a little intro here for you. You ready? Yes. Joining us today is physical therapist, doctor in physical therapy. Is that the proper term? Term? Uh, yeah, that sounds good. Okay, with UF Health Rehabilitation, you're also representing A Night for Heroes, which we're going to talk about a lot today. Uh, you have your undergraduate from the University of Florida, your doctorate degree from the greatest college in Florida, the University of North Florida. Swoop. We got some, some UF right. graduates in here. Proud husband, father of two, ages five and seven. Welcome, Dr. Edwin Rivera. Yeah. Was that okay? Perfect. Okay, we nailed it. Oh, that's the hardest part for me <laughs> is these introductions. So... I, I laugh, right? How did we end up here today? Emailing back and forth. Yes. This is the first time we've actually met in person. Yes. Let's talk with physical therapy. So what's the education look like? Where do you start? And at what point in your life do you think, I want to be a, a physical therapist? Mm. So my story is probably a little bit different than a lot of people's because, you know, you talk to a lot of PTs and they were athletes who got injured and they, you know, dealt with PT and then they got inspired that way or something like that. Really, like I, I, my undergraduate degree um, is from UF, from the College of Journalism and Communications. I actually so you should be doing this for a living. Yeah, yeah, I did a lot of like that stuff, like uh, in school. Like uh, I was looking at more like TV, radio, and I was actually wanting to maybe even go into movies. Um, it's not too late. Not too late. Well, I did. I did some internships. I did some internships when I was in school. I uh, interned on two movies, uh, like uh, the Transporter Two. I was like okay. a set production intern. This is a good start already. Yeah. I've seen that movie, by the way. Yeah, it's not very good. It's not. No. So I <laughs> thought that was also a, a bad sign. And then uh, there was another movie that I they actually called me and asked me if I wanted to do it. It was actually in Gainesville because I was still living in Gainesville and they wanted to do, do one there. It's called It was called The Hawk is Dying. I'd never heard of it, but I'm yeah, going to watch it when I get home. It was also equally terrible, but <laughs> it was. it actually had great actors in it. It actually had Michelle Williams. Uh, Paul Giamatti and uh, it had this woman named um, Rusty Schwimmer which a lot of people don't know who she is but um, she's, done, she's, she's more like she's been on several different things but she's never starred in a movie that I can think of but it was a great experience I was actually on the set for that one got to even drive and get to meet Paul Giamatti I got to drive him to his hotel a couple times and it was awesome it was a great experience but I just realized the hours insane. Like you're working like 15, 16 hours a day, seven days a week. You're living out of a suitcase. You know, it's, I just realized that wasn't the life for me. Like I wanted to have a family yeah. and, a, and a wife and a lot of those guys are divorced and multiple know, times, multiple yeah. times you're making good money, but it's not a life that I wanted. So I kind of had to rethink my, my life. And, uh, at the time I was really into working out and fitness and health and, I had some friends who were getting into PT in the PT program, so I got interested. Um, and so I actually applied for a job in Gainesville at the um, Orthopedic and Sports Institute, um, which was Shans at the time, yeah. um, and got the job in the hand and upper extremity department. So I worked there with the hand therapist for like a year. What were you doing? Were you like uh, you I know, was, next to him helping do the I rehab? I was a tech. Or? You were the so tech. I was a okay. tech, so I would bring them back. I would kind of get them started with their paperwork, you know, ask them some subjective questions. They would let me help with wound care and stuff once in a while, like unbandage and stuff. But and it was it was fun. Um, uh, my favorite part was just 
the one-on-one with the patient. Yeah. I really love the talking with them and hanging out with them. I love to watch the progression. It was great. I just love the environment. And so I just realized, like, that's, that's the thing I want to do. So I actually had to go back to school, get all the prereqs, the, oh, the physics, the, the, yeah, the biology, chemistry, the anatomy. anatomy and physiology. The, yes. oh, I had to do all that stuff. So I had to go Nothing back. Nothing like going back to school after you graduate to get into another school. I know. So I, I had to go back to school, get all that stuff done, which took a while. Um, then I applied to a couple schools. I got waitlisted at UNF. And, uh, so, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I got waitlisted originally, and then um, you know, didn't get in. I had to wait a whole another year. Were you and working at the time still in the? I was working there. I was actually working. I think I was actually at that point in time. I th- I think I I was actually like a, a service manager at Chipotle in Gainesville oh, for a while. I probably ate there while you were working there. You probably. Yeah. I still love Chipotle. I still think that place is great. <laughs> free I know. plug for Chipotle. I know. You great. guys want to sponsor the show, by the way? Feel free. <laughs> So, yeah, so uh, I had to wait around for another year and finally got into school. Um, I was like the second oldest person in my in my program. So it was pretty funny, yes. Did they make fun of you? The no, other, like, no. Did you get close enough yeah. with your classmates where they're like, look at this old guy. <laughs> I wasn't the guy, like the oldest guy. Actually, the oldest guy, like some people will thought he was a professor at first because he oh, was like geez. a little bit older. So. <laughs> but, uh, but How yeah. long was the doctorate program? So it's uh, three three years once you start three years all academics or are you doing rotations academics and then um and then towards like the last year it's more internships and things like that so i at the time unf had um five internships i think now they only do like three um but they're longer so when i was there they did i think it was like two or three six week uh internships and then we had to do two eight weeks was the last two and so while they expected you to be your last two to be pretty entry level, like they thought like by the time you're doing your fourth and fifth, you should be pretty close to being. Were any of those with UF Health? So. I'm just curious yes. the journey getting to UF so, Health, which we'll talk about. Well, yeah. So I actually did one internship in Gainesville, at an outpatient clinic in Gainesville. Um, I stayed with a friend of mine who was a hand therapist there. So I stayed there at an outpatient clinic there. And then, um, and the reason why I kind of, and then the other ones were, were all local. Um, but the reason why I like I picked UF is because I'd already had experience with them in Gainesville, yep. and I just I loved the system there and I loved uh, working there, and um, you know it was my first thought when I when I applied, and actually when I applied the only position that was open was a part time position, so I applied to uh, Memorial. I was working for them too, PRN. I applied to them. And then they, um, when I talked to the to the director there, she said, "Well, yeah, we're we want to." I know it says part-time, but we're looking for full-time. Do you want to interview for the full-time? Yeah. Uh, yep. Yeah, I want the full-time job. So so I applied and... This is direct. This is with UF Health Rehabilitation, right? Yeah. So mm-hmm. just, again, UF Health is massive. So right. Let's just talk about Jacksonville. You have 30 different departments, 50 mm-hmm. different departments, right? And, and we'll talk about Trauma One in a little bit, mm-hmm. specifically Night for Heroes, obviously. So you get this full-time position with mm-hmm. UF Health Rehabilitation. Do you specialize in upper extremities? So you've talked about hand stuff a lot. The yeah. specific person we're going to talk about was an arm injury, right? So really, when you when you're done with with school, you're essentially a generalist. You know, you you know a little bit about everything, <laughs> but maybe not specifically like specialized in anything. So you're going in there, you know, open book, just trying to learn, figure out what you're interested in, really. And when you're, you know, in outpatient orthopedics. You really are seeing 
like a wide variety of cases. Like I don't see hands that we have hand therapists. Most of the hand therapists that you'll see are occupational therapists, but PTs can be hand therapists too. But um, that's very specialized, very niche, mostly hands and elbows and shoulders. They normally focus a lot on. Um, but for the most part, like I see like the, you know, the shoulder, the knee, the hip, the ankle, a uh, lot of back, a lot of neck issues, things like that. What is your least favorite part of the body to work on? Mm. Well, I'm not a big fan of hands. <laughs> so, uh, you could be a hand model, though. Okay, I, you got, he's got uh, these tattoos <laughs> all of it, but your hands are looking good. Oh, thank you, sir. <laughs> so, yeah, um, you know, like, I I don't do a lot of elbows. Like, I, that's, that's um, we have, like I said, the OTs typically do a lot of that stuff. So if I do happen to get, like, an elbow, I normally will, you know, like, hey, um, you know, I could treat you, but I have specialists that can probably do a better job than me kind of thing. Uh, my favorite probably body part is the shoulder, to be completely honest. Yeah. I do like the complexity of the shoulder. That's probably my favorite. I is don't it really more have... complicated, more work? We had talked about the like, yeah. most frequent injury, hardest to heal from, the shoulder beforehand. It's, yeah, it's so much more vastly complex, personally. I just think it's there's so many layers of muscle there. It's such a free floating joint. Like your knee is, is you know, it bends and it straightens. It just yeah. moves in two different directions. It's not Your, a ball and socket joint. Right. It's ball and socket joint has multiple different directions it can move. Uh, there's a big interplay between what the, the rotator cuff muscles, the muscles that control the scapula. There's a lot of different comp- things going on in the shoulder <laughs> that just make it more challenging and and more interesting to work. This, this is a, I have many flaws, one of which is kind of taking a hard left. Do you ever see the movie Rookie of the Year? I think years ago. The kid yeah. hurts his shoulder and then he can throw the ball yes. at 10 miles an hour. Right, right, right. Can that happen uh, in real life? I would say that, no. That's Could we put a happen. ligament in my shoulder and you rehab me so that I can throw a 100 mile an hour fastball? Um, probably not. So no, be, definitely be, not. Be, you guys hear that? There goes my dream. I wanted to be a professional probably, pitcher. That would be my guess. Probably not going to happen. So, Let's talk about, and again, we never know who's going to listen to this, but potential physical therapists yeah. uh, in the future, maybe patients. What are difficult patients to work with? I, I think it's important for people to know this. Yeah. So if you're a patient rehabbing or right. you're a family member, this makes your life more difficult. Um, so, you know, the patients that I feel like are the most, are the most difficult um, are the ones that come in not really ready for rehab. Those are the hardest ones. Like you, you get like, you get people that are motivated, that want to be there, that are game for anything. And then you get other ones that are there only because their doctor tells them to be there. Or they're there because they want imaging and they know they have to do PT to do imaging. And so those are the ones that typically, you know, outcomes typically aren't the best because they're not trying, you know, Sometimes, you know, I do enjoy the, like the challenge of trying to motivate them. You talk you about know? that one-on-one time early on yeah. in your career. Yep. Yeah. So I do like, you know, I try to explain to them that, you know, we could really potentially help you. You know, I do the evaluation. I talk to them about physical therapy and the benefits of it. Um, you know, but a lot of them too have already been through the system and they know like, I've been to PT, this isn't going to work for me. But, you know, maybe they had a bad experience. Maybe, they, you know, they didn't go to you. They didn't go to UF Health. They went somewhere else. Who's the worst competitor? I'm kidding. You can't say that. Don't badmouth <laughs> your competitors. So non-compliant, I think, is non, a big one. Non, non-compliant. There, there are the patients, too, that, um, 
you know, are very pro-surgery and they just want to have surgery. They what just, are your thoughts? Well, no. So my like, that's the last resort for me. Last surgery. resort. You're gonna try. I think Trey wants to ask. Oh a question. yeah, I got a question sure. for you because you're talking about patients. Um, does the size of a patient when it comes to a shoulder, so fit person versus maybe non-fit, does that make it any more difficult on you to do your job? Um, it makes it more challenging in the sense, like if it, not necessarily if well, fit people that are fit and that exercise, they are more body aware. So trying to teach somebody that's more body aware and how to do things correctly is much easier. If somebody hasn't really exercised and they've never really done anything with their shoulder or done any, anything upper extremity, it's more challenging to try to teach somebody like how to properly like squeeze your shoulder blades, yeah, like proper gotcha. mechanics. That can be kind of hard, you know. Awesome. Yeah. You, anything else you want to chime in there? Well, I did have another question. I had to sure. do with your tattoos and one your physique. Uh, <laughs> oh are you a, are you a biker or a runner by chance? So no. So I um, I do Brazilian Jiu Jitsu a couple times a week. Don't and, mess with this guy. Immediately, then, as soon as he walked in, I'm like, don't mess with shoulders? this guy. Is that good for the shoulders? Good or bad? It's bad. <laughs> but <laughs> asking for asking for a friend. So uh, and then I you know I try to weight train a couple times a couple times a week at least. Uh, you know, like any kind of sport that you enjoy is, you're, of course, you're going to put yourself at risk to kind of injury. I think the big thing with a lot of the guys that I train with is that they train injured a lot. They're a lot of competitive. They're very competitive. Sure. They injure their shoulder. They don't want to stop. Like I've had a couple injuries. Um, I had a pretty good neck injury where I actually lost some sensation in my fingers. Uh, like I had a lot of weakness. I couldn't even do a, like, I couldn't even like lift a dumbbell to do a chest press, like 20 pounds. I like lost quite a bit of, like, did you see yeah. a physical therapist? Uh, yeah, right here. <laughs> some stuff. He looked in the mirror. So, it? uh, yeah. So I rehabbed myself. I just took some time off. And then, um, when I went back, um, you know, I didn't start like sparring and grappling. I just kind of did drills with people and you just always tell people, Hey, I got this neck thing. I'm going to take it easy. You just ease back into it, man. I, I, w I almost want to talk about jujitsu the entire yeah. episode, but we can't because I'm, yeah, I'm. I love it, man. So I'm if you 40, have any more questions, and I'm, I keep telling my wife, I'm like, look, I need something that's yeah. competitive. That's when I started. And she's like, You're too old for this. I'm that's like, I think a lot of guys doing a few. Like I'm yeah. not going in there. I have heard, and now we're again here. We go going off topic again. A lot of times, younger guys again that 18 to 24 mm -hmm. range, male or female, they're just more competitive. Mm. And some someone like me, like I'm just trying to stay in shape and. Yeah, I wrestled a long time ago. Yeah. Is that is that accurate that sometimes Well, the thing is is all right. Yeah. So the younger guys, um, I mean, I'm only I've only been doing it for a few years. I'm just a, a blue belt. Um, you know, I started when I think I was 40, 41. So okay, so same I can do age. It. You hear that, yeah. Stephanie? Yes, yes. And um, I guess the thing is is like at the beginning when you're a white belt, when you're starting, you don't have any technique. You don't understand how to do everything. So where I go, you have to be there for a certain amount of time. When you earn your first one or two stripes, you can start kind of doing a little more grappling. And you'll notice you're normally grappling with other white belts. And there's no technique. It's all mm, two people, people muscling each other. <laughs> you know, right. It's, it's, it's not pretty at first, you know. And I guess that's the place where you can probably get injured. Like now I enjoy rolling with people that are higher ranked than me or my rank belt because they're a little i mean there's it's hard body harder, awareness goes but back they're to the right fatigue. they have they're they're more technical especially black belts and brown belts they're they let you work they're not just trying to murder you they'll 
they'll take their time and they'll let you make mistakes and try you know they'll you know, they'll, they'll they'll help you too. And they're not trying to murder you. At least most of them. I'm sure there's some people so out just there. Just murder you. Yeah. We're gonna cut that clip I, off. The, you yeah. talk about murder? No, no. This is just Disney, <laughs> by the way. Yeah. So yeah. So there are those. Um, you know, when you, I actually now, you know, as a blue belt, I actually get more nervous rolling with like white belts than that anything. Makes sense. Because I get it. right, they just want to like they just want to try their hardest and sorry kill you. So not, but they really they really do try their hardest to like try you know to essentially they don't know what they're doing so it's just all muscle and so you're fighting a guy yeah I, I get I'm yeah. envisioning this and almost having nightmares I'm like maybe I shouldn't no do it's this. great though because gonna... honestly the the people there because they're the nicest people that's, where do you that's go great. Um, Jacksonville Gracie Jiu-Jitsu. Jacksonville Gracie Jiu-Jitsu. I like anytime we get to shout out someone local yeah. that you clearly have yeah. nothing but the po- the best yeah. stuff to say about. So Louise and Pedro, Paul Harris, they're they're great. Um, and the people there are awesome. They really do. They really will help you a lot. Well, you got a future member here. Before we go back to UF Health, I think after this episode, we should record Trey and I wrestling each other right in the studio. Oh, absolutely. absolutely not. He's a wrestler. <laughs> I'm not a wrestler. Yeah. All right. I, here we go. I got to rein it back in. Just talk about UF Health, <laughs> and then we're going we're gonna to really hammer uh, Night for Heroes the second half. Right, so very cool. back to UF Health Rehabilitation. Yes. Do you mind sharing your story, how you met your wife? Because I think that's hysterical. And then miraculously, you got moved to another location. Yeah, yeah. So uh, my wife is a physical therapist, too, um, there. So I met her there. And, um, you know, we kind of at first started just being friends and then we kind of started dating, but we knew we couldn't tell anybody. So we kept it on the down low for a while. You know, people started getting a little suspicious because we'd always be hanging out, like talking to each other. Um, some like a group of people ran into us at a restaurant once. They're like, what are you guys doing together? Oh, or like, oh, hell, I was helping her move and she just took me out to <laughs> breakfast. So it got harder and harder and harder. Then eventually, like, they, you know, cat was out of the bag. We kind of just, you know, hey, we're dating. And coincidentally, around the same time, they decided, you know, uh, you know, we feel like you would, you know, it'd be good for you to go to Emerson location. <laughs> I love it. I love it. You know, and it really helped you because still I was pretty new out of school, you know, probably like six months out of school. So, you know, they pitched it as like, oh, I think it'd be beneficial to you know, have a different type of patient caseload there and it'd be help you help you grow as a PT. So let's let's talk about that. So Emerson caseload, what does what a, a physical therapist caseload look like? What's busy? Is it three patients a day, 10 patients a day? Yeah. So the great thing about where I work about UF, UF health, health Rehabilitation. Rehab, rehab, yep. Yes. UF Rehab is we have one on one care. It's 45 minutes one on one. Um, I'm blocked off every 45 minutes, so on average, 10 patients in a day. Like if you go to a lot of different places, it's they the the PT is right two to three patients every hour, and it's hard. You know, it's hard to get personally. I just believe it's hard to get good patient care if your if your PT is juggling, if they're putting you to a corner to do exercises, and they gotta go to see somebody else, and they gotta go see somebody else. Like you don't know if that person in the corner is doing the exercise correctly. You don't know if they're doing something to hurt themselves. Like you're really not giving them the patient care they deserve. So being one-on-one and being able to like sit there and watch them constantly fix their um, fix their pot like their their form and their position. Um, spend plenty of time educating them, getting to know them is so much better. I feel like the outcomes are so much better. All right, we're gonna we got a couple minutes here till the commercial break. Um, 
UF rehab. We talked about that a bit, your journey mm-hmm. getting there. So night for heroes, second half is going to be a lot about that. I yes. assume we'll still talk plenty about UF health, of course. So night for heroes. I wrote down some stuff. We can read about it. In the second half. We also, uh, Megan Ortega. Did I say that right? She's in the corner. going to hop on. Is it Ortega? Ortega. I said it wrong. I'm sorry. <laughs> Edit that out. Just kidding. Leave it in there. Um, so, so night for heroes, you, you have been rehabbing this year's honoree. We're going to do our best not to say his yes. name because you were requested not to say his name. Try my hardest. If you can, in a couple minutes, what happened to him? All right. What was mm-hmm. the injury and how did he come to your front doorstep? Yeah. So, um, essentially, um, he is a pilot. He, he, well, he owned his own plane. And he was on um, taxiing on a runway on an air- at the airport here. He, uh, he, what he tells me is there was some kind of delay. Um, and so what he wanted to do is he actually got out of his airplane to be nice. There was a, 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 a plane behind him, a propeller type of airplane behind him. And so he went to go talk to that person and kind of, I guess, discuss what was going on. He just had a, you know, he lapsed in judgment, focus. He didn't think about it. Oh. Turned around and walked right into the propeller. This so, is a, do you know if it was a single prop or dual prop plane? I'm not Either, sure. It doesn't matter. Oh, yeah. Just like for a visual, I hate right. to go to Indiana Jones, that movie back in the day, but this gentleman who's a pilot and, and probably 99.9% of the time very self-aware right. walked into a propeller yes. and his right arm, right arm. Mm-hmm. was destroyed. Destroyed. Yes, 100%. Um, and then again, Night for Heroes, and I'll, I'll read this in the second half, it is to put a spotlight on those first responders, the people who essentially save a life. And then this year they're honoring that outpatient care that, that again is a huge part of, of helping these people recover. Right. Is that, again, a very brief synopsis. Yes, but. exactly. So they, they pick one um, of their many saves and they do in a year. And um, they picked him to do it for this year. And um, they pick honorees based on, I guess, the time you spent with him. So it was great. I think it's the first time they actually have uh, picked outpatient ortho PTs to do it. And there's actually four of us. So a uh, shout out to Nisha Patel and Katie Cooper and uh, Kelsey Hearn. All of us got nominated because we've all worked with, with well, him. Congratulations and, and well-deserved. Thank you. And yeah, so we, um, so we, me and uh, Nisha are still treating him at this point, And I've been working with him for about 10 months now. We're still, still working together. So this specific honoree for Night for Heroes, you've been treating him for 10 months. Yes. We got two minutes of the commercial break. I just say it out loud. He hides it. I'm like, we got two minutes. <laughs> progress. Like how much progress have you seen in 10 uh, months? Really good. I mean, really good. I mean, he's still got a lot of stuff we got to work on. But from where he was and where he's at now, I mean, he's a lot of, made a lot of progress. I mean, he has a, an extensive amount of soft tissue damage and scar tissue um, that he's constantly battling. He's like, they literally, he, he talks about, he, they literally cut muscle out of his arm. So he's missing chunks of muscle, chunks of muscle in the shoulder and the arm in general. Um, so it's challenging because, you know, we're, we're working on mechanics and form and building endurance, but, you know, he's also missing well, some of those key I, I commend you and the entire team, obviously. Saved a life and, and making progress. But we have – I'm going to call you Dr. Edwin Rivera. Okay. He said just call me Edwin. But with UF Health uh, Rehabilitation, we're going to talk about Night for Heroes in the second half. That's what the health just happened. Welcome back to the second half of What the Health Just Happened. If you missed the first half, good news is you can find it on one of your favorite podcast platforms. I, what are they, Apple – Spotify, iHeartRadio. There's too many of them now to keep track with. But 
first half. So we have Edwin Rivera, uh, doctor in physical therapy with UF Health Rehab. Uh, a little bit of a conversation about Night for Heroes, which Megan Ortega? Ortega. 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 I got it wrong twice. <laughs> Who also works with UF Health. We're going to have you talk all about the, the event specifically. And again, just to recap, a lot of physical therapy stuff. We might have talked about Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Uh, specific, the honoree of Night for Heroes, which I'm sure you can chime in for. But we're going to do my, one of my favorite segments, Healthy or Not Healthy. You ready? I'm ready. Healthy or Not Healthy, tattoos. Oh, healthy. It got to be healthy. Healthy or Not Healthy, Chipotle. Healthy. Ish? Ish. Yeah, it depends on what you get. Depends okay. on what you get. What, is it, what do you think about Chipotle? I think healthy. I think healthy. If you order the right thing, right? Right, if you order the right stuff. Okay, yeah. healthy or not healthy, the University of North Florida doctorate program. Oh, super healthy. Okay. Yeah. Healthy or not healthy, the city of Gainesville. Healthy. Unless it's game day uh, after games uh, at 2 in the morning because <laughs> I've seen a lot of people eat Chipotle and Hungry Howie's at 2 in the morning. Uh, that's true. That's true. I do miss Hungry Howie's. That is... Oh, it's so gross. Sorry, <laughs> Hungry Howie's. <laughs> All right, that's it. You got any healthier, healthies, healthier not healthies you want to throw out? Uh, no, I think uh, no. I, I, I never, I never give people time to, to think of one on the spot. But <laughs> if you think of any as we're recording, I just like those random questions. So, <laughs> Megan, what, what's your role again with UF Health, and then specifically Night for Heroes? Sure, I'm the assistant director of development and events, so I lead all fundraising events for the hospital and the College of Medicine of Jacksonville for UF. It, is this? Jacksonville specifically, or you're, you're dipping into Gainesville also? Jacksonville specifically. Okay, so all events and fundraising that runs through UF Health, you're tied to. Me. Whew, mm -hmm. I got a little bubble guts there. That sounds like a lot of work. It is. We have a big team that does other parts for fundraising too, but events, that's me. That's all me. And this is the first time you two have officially sat down and chatted, other than maybe one time in passing. Correct. Yes. I like acknowledging that, because if you didn't notice the first half, there was only... Edwin's sitting here. Now there's two of us. This is a, a fun little curveball. Um, so Edwin is the physical therapist for this year's honoree. We're going to do our best not to say his name specifically. Just to recap, he walked into an airplane propeller. Again, he's fortunate to have an arm. Mm. What happens in an instance like that? This is just my experience from the fire department. I don't know if he was he was flown out, right? Sometimes you have did tr the, the, the helicopter fly in, pick him up. Does anyone know that? So actually, I, we're... We were talking about this today, so uh, I was actually having this discussion with him today about like logistics. He was just talking about how everything just flowed, the the timing of everything. He says the helicopter was there in 12 minutes. He says by the time the police officers that showed up called it in because they realized that he was going to have to get hel helicoptered out, the they said it'll be there in 12 minutes and by the time they loaded him into the ambulance and drove him to the place the helicopter was going to it was already landing so 12 minutes the helicopter was there flew him back so, to the hospital so right off the bat you have police fire rescue mm -hmm. and you're going you got a fire truck with which mostly are paramedics now an ambulance mm -hmm. i'm guessing they probably gave him a tourniquet they're starting ivs right. doing all this. this is just right off the bat then you drive helicopter you load someone in a helicopter you have trauma-certified nurses, a pilot on a helicopter. They flew him to the downtown trauma one center with UF Health, right? Yes. There's no reason to go to Gainesville, but that right. just happens to be where I worked in the fire department. Then you unload from the helicopter. Then you're going directly in in a team of how many people when you walk in the door at, in the trauma center are dealing are dealing with him. Right. I almost said his yeah. name there, but I didn't. Yeah. Well, he just said, I mean, he, he stayed awake the whole time. He says he never lost consciousness. He says he, he was awake the whole time. 
until that. He must have done jujitsu. He sounds tough. <laughs> yeah, pretty tough dude. Um, but yeah, he says he was he was awake until they put him under for surgery. He just he he just remembers like yeah, just a team of people around him. Um, At least seven. Yeah. In the room, I'm guessing. I right. don't know if you've heard the story, and I don't. I hope I have the honor of meeting him. And so, physicians that are in the trauma center nurses, probably some CNAs in there helping, like just a ton of, it's chaos, right? They probably sedate him, intubate him, mm-hmm. put in a tube to help him breathe, and then he's going directly into surgery. Yes. And then you got Lord knows how many hours, because this this is a, a crazy, crazy Ooh. injury. Right. That happens. Again, I don't know how long he was in the hospital for. Eventually he gets discharged, and then he goes into outpatient care. Physical therapy, occupational therapy. I'm guessing there's at least 30 people minimum that were tied to saving his life in his arm, which is how, I mean, again, what do you, what do you think, Megan? We have, there's definitely more than 47, but this year's honorees count is 47. That, that is a great transition. What I was getting to. So, so night for heroes, while it is yes, honoring him, it's honoring the heroes who, who saved his life. And that's one of. I'm guessing a couple hundred incidents per year of UF Health directly saving lives, JFRD, JSO, in our community saving lives. I think sometimes people forget the good stories, right? right. So 47 honorees for the Night for Heroes. Yes. When's the event? I know the answer to this. Do you? Let's start plugging this event. Yeah. How do you get involved? This is your bread and butter right here. Yeah, so the event is going to be on Saturday, February 3rd, 2024 at the Hyatt Regency in downtown. Um, so... The whole concept about Night for Heroes is we highlight a patient story and then we honor the healthcare heroes that were a part of that person's journey at UF Health Jacksonville. Again, 47 people. Is that is that typical? Is it normally around 20 to 40 people? I mean, that sounds like a lot, but that's how many? That's how much it typically is every year. It's around 40 to 50. So there is a process of how we get the patient honoree for the year. We reach out to the whole leadership team, chairs, department chairs, chiefs of the hospital, and we get nominations from all over the hospital. We take the top, the most, you know, the most impactful that we think would be a great story to highlight for a night for heroes. And we present that to our heroes committee. So we have a group of 30 people who help me plan this event. And we go through the top three to five patient honoree stories that we can honor. Then we have a physician that comes in and a, like a subjective physician that- Not can, tied to this specific correct, incident, okay. Correct. And that person will present on all of the patient honorees that are up for that selection for the next year. And then the committee will put it up to a vote. So with that patient honoree, whoever we choose, that is how we select our patient um, staff honorees. And so for you to be selected, you would have have to you would have had to work with that patient honoree for three at least three days in the in his with his care. I think Ed, when you mentioned this too, you weren't sure of the criteria. So you you have to have been involved with this patient directly for at least three days at of least care. three days, you have to be in good standing with the hospital, so no disciplinary action. Well, count me out. So, um, there is a there's a specific process. Um, to be selected. You'd mentioned this is a the Heroes Committee. This is who's, again, voting on patients, deciding, I'm guessing, planning the event, helping with fundraising. Are those all UF Health employees? Are those advocates throughout the community? Who's on this committee? They are advocates throughout the community. So can I share a little bit of history? About yeah, of course. Okay, so 
We are going to the 17th year, and it first started off as a fundraising gala that was started by a group of physician wives, trauma wives, that wanted to fundraise for the trauma department because we are the only level one trauma center in our region. So that's what they wanted to fundraise. Over the years, we've expanded from just trauma to trauma and critical care. And then most recently last year, we opened up to cardiology and that was based off of the um, patient honoree that we selected last year who ran the gate. River I Run. saw that. I looked at, yes. so the website too, we mentioned that and then please continue on that story, but you can go on the website. You'd sent it's ufhealth.org forward slash heroes. UFHealthJacks. UFHealthJacks.org forward slash heroes. And it can show previous winners. Mm -hmm. And I was reading the stories again, the, the gentleman from the Gate River Run. There's just some some pretty special pretty stories on there. Sorry, so keep keep going about why it started, what's yeah. what you've seen evolve and what you're excited for this year. Yeah. And with new leadership in our hospital, we have wanted to expand this event. We just didn't know when we would do it and this year we are featuring ortho and our rehab department because they had a huge I'm fist bumping edwin <laughs> um, on this patient honoree so we are really excited to expand to support the rest of the hospital um so it's really exciting and, go, and again another plug for edwin here i i'm familiar with healthcare. i've worked in it for a long time i don't i don't play in that world anymore but i miss it sometimes it's just another great example there are so many people involved with care in a patient like this and other patients and I think sometimes what gets overlooked is that once you leave the hospital, right, that outpatient care that makes long-term differences, right, you, you, you patch them up, you fix them up, they leave the doors, but that they're, that they're continuing care with UF Health. And, and again, you and the three other people you mentioned, that's, it's a big deal. I think it is. So thank you. Yeah, and also, appreciate it. He who will not be named, I'm sure he's appreciative. <laughs> I pulled this from the website and, and again, you can chime in too. So a Night for Heroes is an annual black tie fundraiser celebrating UF Health's Jacksonville staff and first responders who are true heroes, raising funds to provide state-of-the-art equipment to better serve the community, raising awareness in our community of the value of the Level 1 Trauma Center, and providing a joyous occasion to advocate for all the great work done daily at UF Health Jacksonville. Is that is that accurate? Yes. Okay. Thank you, Internet, for letting <laughs> me get, pull that up. How long have you How long have you been tied to this specific event? So I started with UF Health last year, actually in October. Okay. Big Brothers, Big Sisters yeah. for the last four and a half years. However, I started my career in fundraising at UF Health. I was an intern for the development department, which is where I work now. And I always knew I wanted to be in healthcare philanthropy. It's I think it's so impactful. And so I've been doing uh, the Unite for Heroes back when I was an intern as an assistant for the hospital and then coming back here. So fully um, mine for the last year. Full time. So this is your second time involved with Night for Heroes. I would say. And then I also volunteered because I loved it so much um, back back then. So this is probably my, I'm going into my fourth A Night for Heroes. What are you most excited for this year? Like, what do you look forward to at the event? So we do a live appeal every event and it's usually for a piece of equipment a really state-of-the-art piece of equipment um, last year we did the mars um, piece of equipment it stands for a molecular absorbent recirculating system i've literally woken up saying that before um, and it is i thought you said like the planet 
So, uh, that's what it stands for. But we are the only hospital in our region with that piece of equipment. It's dialysis for the liver. So it can help with acute things like helping your liver um, function on its own. If there's like... It's a very high-end dialysis yes. machine? Yes, exactly. Okay, so like I'm going to research that tonight. Tylenol, it's something that can help with that. It can be on um, peds patients. It can work on adults. So that's something that we have raise funds for and we haven't picked the item yet this year but it will be versatile it will probably support our trauma center but also other departments as well so that is a huge piece of the night and we raise typically around 70 to a hundred thousand dollars in just like 30 minutes just for that that's a testament to our community and the impact that piece of equipment will do for us so so you obviously that that short segment raising money for some state-of-the-art equipment that will help again future patients mm-hmm. and when i'm asking you the same question what are you most excited for is it wearing like a full tuxedo and dancing on the dance floor uh, my wife is pretty excited she was <laughs> she was pretty uh pumped when she found out that i was uh, honoree because she likes to dress up so so yeah I'm, I'm excited for the night it'll be fun um hanging out with um you know the honoree him and the him <laughs> we've done good so name. far yeah i almost said it <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Right, I haven't said it. <laughs> yeah, and uh, and hanging out with him and hanging out with uh, the other the other um, people that are going to be there. I think it'll be a lot of fun. Is it open to the public? How do people find tickets if they want to go? It is open to the public, and I do want to throw out that the theme is um, an old Florida take on a black tie event. So it's an old Florida theme. So black tie optional. Mm. So you'll see a lot of orange, blue, greens. Oh. Uh. Okay. But still, you know, still when you said old floor, I was thinking like cut off jean shorts, no, you know, the plaid. You're ready to go. Plaid to you're, shirt you're, and a, let's, let's go. It's and really a gator valid. tattoo on the arm right here. <laughs> well, actually, that would kind of be cool. Oh, but man. you can purchase tickets. You can do a table sponsorship. Um, you can make a donation on ufhealthjacks.org slash heroes. All the links are there. Say that website one more time. ufhealthjacks.org slash heroes. Okay. We'll say that a couple more times too. So you can you can donate remotely. You can go to the events. What about people that want to get involved outside of just going to that event, right? You talk about the committee members, someone like yourself that was involved and clearly fell in love with it. Yeah, we are always looking for volunteers to help out with the event and other events that we host throughout the year as well. Um, we are interested in growing our committee for A Night for Heroes. As I mentioned, it's expanding and new ideas would be helpful from new people fresh perspective yeah yeah we've done it like this the same way for years i know that we want some fresh eyes and do it different um is there live music there is live music who's the band we're having chrome oh i know chrome yeah okay and actually the lead singer works for our hospital so it's kind of cool that is pretty cool. cool are you a dancer that was for Edwin, by the way. I like maybe, to see people. Yeah, he moves maybe, in to seem like now. Nah, looking at his face. Maybe after a couple cocktails, maybe. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, that's. I think it's incredible. I mean, again, so for the the ceremony itself, are they bringing the heroes up on stage and acknowledging them individually? What is he going to get a trophy? Because I'll I'll get him a trophy if you guys don't get him a trophy. <laughs> well, he did. So that's actually interesting because we wanted to incorporate a little bit more on the recognition side for our staff honorees over the years. It's dwindled away and we want to kind of bring it back the stage takes a lot of time i will say that but we'll have kent justice um, as our mc and he will read off all of the staff honoree names 
Hopefully you took your headshot because I your did. picture will be up on the screen. <laughs> I did. I updated my headshot. Yes. Perfect. That's great. <laughs> um, and we will have some volunteers that are dedicated to our staff on Rees, making sure, kind of like a concierge, to make sure that you're having a great time as well. Um, but what we are trying to do on our UF Health Jack social media is highlight all of our staff honorees that took headshots, of course, <laughs> and, and provided information um, so that we can give you some more you know, publicity outside of just the event, but also out in the community as well. Well, again, we'll send you all this information, this video. Con if you want to use it, you can. It's great. But I appreciate you joining us. Um, I have to ask, this is related to physical therapy. <laughs> How long does it take to recover from a high ankle sprain? Ah, so the, I mean, it's it's really that's a worst case scenario. How long does it take? Um, I mean, worst case scenario it can take months. Um, you know, best case scenario, yeah, if, best it's, case if scenario. it's a grade, if it's a grade one, if it's not super bad, they'll probably you know wrap them up and get them back on the field, kind of thing. So I don't even know what you're referring to. I was just uh, curious oh, about oh, high ankle well, sprains. The you know, I'm kidding. The, I'm kidding. We talked about that earlier. <laughs> Um, couple minutes left. Anything else UF Health has coming up that you're excited about? Any things that are happening cool in, in rehab that you're like, man, this is pretty sweet they're working on right now? Nothing on the top of my head that we're really working on. Um, you know, we're always trying to, to you know, get the latest and greatest stuff, you know, at, at our uh, facility. You know, we have things in our, in our facilities that a lot of places don't have. Um, you know, we have an Alter G which is something that uh, like uh, the Jags and uh, like high level um, other clinics have. That's essentially like a body weight supported treadmill. So you essentially kind of get into it. You wear these special pair of shorts. You get into it. It like uh, essentially like lifts you up and you can take up to 80% of your body weight. So you can get, you know, you, if maybe let's say the doctor gives you 50% weight bearing status, you can get into it. It takes the weight it off. It takes the you. weight off of well, you. That's really cool. Yeah. Developed by NASA, interestingly enough. So we got one of those. We do blood flow restriction therapy, which is kind of uh, more new. I mean, it's been around for a long time, but... You see that happening in the home, blood flow restriction? I see these home gadgets and devices. Yeah, so those ones are kind of sketchy because the... Thank you. Yeah, because it's essentially like the way they have them set up at home. It's almost like a tourniquet. So Correct. You don't, you don't really know what you're doing. The ones that we actually have actually monitor the pressures. So... You can like, for example, you can occlude 80%. It'll like monitor that. It'll essentially like 100% occlude you and it'll then it'll back down to 80 and it'll measure that. So as you're moving, it'll keep you at 80% occlusion while you're moving. So it's much more sophisticated. It's really good. Um, it's a great way to kind of rehab people that maybe can't move as much as they, sh you know, you want them to, but you want to fatigue the muscle out. It's a, it's a great way to, to work. I love, it. again, technology advancements, especially yeah. in... Again, the physical fitness world, all these cool stuff. I, I am curious. Ice baths. Oh, yes. That has exploded in yes. popularity. I actually have my own cold plunge at home. Which brand? Do you, is uh, it like a bin? Polar that? Monkey. Yeah. Okay. I have a Polar Monkey. We might have to talk about it. It has its own chiller. Right it's fantastic. Yeah. I've got a sauna and now I'm shopping ice baths. Yeah. That's the next thing I want. I want a sauna next. Yeah. At least a couple times a week. Megan, anything stuff you're proud of that's that you see coming down the pipeline at UF Health downtown, the campus they're building? I don't know if you're, you're doing any fundraising for that. Oh, just kidding. What else? Uh, well, <laughs> I just want to say thank you for having us. Of course. Um, and to all the listeners, even if you aren't able to join the event, you can still make a donation. Um, and then if you like shopping, 
we have a silent auction too. So that information will be out on our social media platforms and also on our website. Okay. So if you're not going to the event, still want to be involved, feel free to donate. We'd love that. Silent auctions are always fun if you can't be at the event. Um, okay. How much time we got left? Four minutes. What should we talk about for four minutes, mm. guys? Anything you want to talk about? Can you talk about yeah. Four. So, so we've we've kind of owned it. Sorry, I'm talking. Go ahead, come on over here and talk in here. On the shoulders. Mm-hmm. Could you just talk about like for your average consumer, like some prevention tactics, whether it's stretching or you guys mentioned ice baths and the sauna. Can you? So I mean, <laughs> uh, I'm gonna so, re- I'm gonna restate the question in case it went on the mic. So opportunities for injury prevention. Right. We talked about shoulder a lot. Knees are big ones. So let's just say like for 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 what I do, like Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. So the, the best thing you can do is try to strengthen the muscles as much as you possibly can. You want to stretch. You want to take the time off when you're injured. Uh, like I said before, a lot of people don't stop training. So you got to listen to your body. Ice baths are great. Um, especially when you get older, um, you Guilty. know, I, yeah, after I train, I, I get into the ice bath after when I get home, it really does help with the inflammation and things. Essentially the best thing that you can do for just long-term, uh, you know, keeping yourself healthy and not injuring yourself is keep moving, exercising, doing things, you know, stay active, keep moving, you know, exercise is medicine. It really is. So, the best thing you can do for yourself is not get sedentary. Don't let your, you know, don't get weak. Don't get your, you know, don't get to the point where your joints are and muscles are so tight. And then you do something. You reach behind to go get something, your purse in the back of the, the, the car, and then you tear a rotator cuff or you, you know, you tear your labrum. Like that stuff happens all the time. So trying to stay active, trying to stay, you know, limber, general stretching, but, you know, exercise, like the, 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 the literature, you know, there's a lot of argument, like what's the best, you know, protocol or what's the best treatment for this or that. But the common denominator is always exercise, like moving, doing some form of exercise is so important. And I think like long term, it really, it really will help you prevent you from having some serious injury. That's the two things I constantly talk about is one, one just move, right? Yeah. If you, if you can't do regular push ups or anything, like just walk, right? Right. Anything is better than nothing. And Walking then your body will tell you, so I'm good. capable of this. Yeah. The other, I don't know if you, have you ever heard the line is, um, we don't stop playing because we get old. We get old because we stop playing. Right. Have yeah. you ever heard that line? I yes. love that line. Yeah, like, yeah. 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 The day you stop moving or playing or, or doing these things, right. you're going to, I think it's important when people get older, I, I think there's this, this idea that they feel like, you know, I'm older, I'm 40, I'm 50, I need to slow down. But then you slow down, but then you just change, you know what I mean? Now you just kind of just changed your level of activity and you change your level of function. You should try your hardest to stay, you know, at a, you know, exercising and doing things at the highest level that you're, that you can, you know, I, I would say don't, you know, of course, listen to your body. Don't be irresponsible and hurt yourself. But you, you also, like, you know, if, if you're doing something you love, you know, keep keep doing it. Like, don't don't stop unless there's a something like a reason to keep you from doing it. Like, don't just don't let your age tell you, like, I, I should probably slow down. You know, if you feel like you're capable of doing it and you're still doing it and you love it, keep doing it. Like I said, exercise is medicine. That really is. Does, 
possibly the greatest exit sentence right there in advice I could think of. So Megan representing the, what's the department and role you're in? Fundraising, but Night for Heroes specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, what was it? Assistant Director of Development. Mm-hmm. You, help, you help find those cool new tools, right? Yeah. Thank you for hopping on the second half. Absolutely. Again, Night for Heroes coming up February 3rd. Uh, Edwin Rivera with UF Health Rehab, also one of the honoree, getting re- representative, I'm sorry, appreciated yes. for the honoree specifically, especially in that post-acute world. Um, thank you for joining me. That was yeah, great. Hope you had a good you. time. It was fun. Yeah. That's what the health just happened. Yeah.